This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We're about a dozen games into the hockey season for the majority of teams. And so we're starting to get a feel for for who's who. They're starting to be uh, teams that are significant favorites. And there's some teams that have underperformed as well with kind of a, a light slate of this Friday. Bringing in our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Of course, follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. And Nate, when, when you have kind of these lighter slates on, on a particular evening, especially if a lot of the games appear to be on the surface, uh, one-sided, how do you try to approach that to make something make sense? Well, there's a couple of things you can do, Sean. Obviously, you know, from a from a betting standpoint, if you've got a couple of really heavy favorites, um, you know, you can you could go ahead and take advantage of it in, say, a two game money line parlay. Right. Like something very simple. Take a couple of favorites uh, and piece them together to get yourself better odds. I'll give you a good example of that. If you take Edmonton and you take Carolina on the money line tonight, both of them pretty heavy favorites. But if you put both of those two together, uh, you turn it into a plus 142 payday uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, as an example. So you can take a couple of heavy favorites. You can put them together and try to get yourself better odds. Um, you know, you still are at the mercy, obviously, of, of how the puck decides to bounce on the ice. Um, and, and there are some upsets, and we've certainly seen some upsets so far here through these first dozen games, as you were talking about. But that's one approach. The second approach that I take uh, is talking about teams in regulation as opposed to just straight on the money line. That sometimes will reduce the juice, and we're going to talk about that actually with a game uh, coming up here on the pod. But uh, And then last, uh, and certainly not least, is when we talk about over and under on the goal totals. So sometimes it might be that there is that really heavy favorite um, you know, and in fact, Carolina is one of those. And when we talk about that Carolina and Flyers game, we are going to talk about the over. So, you know, three different ways that I try to go um, if I see a slate of games where we've got some super heavy favorites and trying to find a way to make it a little bit more interesting from a betting standpoint and avoid, uh, you know, a really minimal payday. And you're, it's not too complicated when you put it that way. You know, you don't have to get into anything super complicated. You just look at uh, the teams you think will win. You pick two of the favorites and all they have to do is win and and there you go so you don't have to get too clever about it or 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 make it overly complicated to get yourself into that plus money if that's what you want to do but of course favorites are favorites for a reason and tonight the washington capitals are favorites in columbus over the blue jackets although these two teams are actually uh, pretty close when you look at uh, the standings and the way they have performed columbus by the way very good at home but uh, how do you see this one breaking down well, and, and this is a great example, Sean, of trying to find some value. Um, and, and you just you just hit on something that I think is really important and why I'm actually going to take Columbus as the underdog here uh, on the money line and go ahead and enjoy the fact that they're at a plus 110. Part of the reason for that is these are two very evenly matched teams here so far uh, this season. And, and, and so part of me is going to lean towards the team on the home ice. Uh, and as you said, that is the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. So that that's part of it. I'm also going to look at the fact that Washington is on the second night of a back to back. They won last night against Detroit. Uh, they were at home uh, and they beat Detroit two to nothing. But now you turn around, you go on the road, relatively short trip. Obviously, it's not like they're going to the West Coast or anything like that, but they are traveling now to take on Columbus. And so on the second night of a back to back with a Columbus team that I think they really do match up relatively evenly with. 
I'm just going to sort of play a little bit with my gut here and say it's Columbus at home. It's Washington on the second night of a back-to-back. And from a betting standpoint, I can get Columbus at plus odds. And so all of those things lean me towards making a bet on Columbus on the money line tonight. Not in regulation, nothing like that. Just straight up money line in case this goes into the extra frame or potentially a shootout. Um, But those things sort of align to say, you know what? I'll sprinkle a bet in here on Columbus because of the fact they're at home. And again, the caps are on a back-to-back. Yeah, I like that a lot. I I tend to agree when you're seeing any teams that are reasonably evenly matched, the one that's on a second night of a back-to-back, that's the one I'm picking against because it's just that simple. Even if it's not a long trip, you know, you're you're not sleeping in your own bed. You are traveling. It's different. And uh, I think that one makes a a lot of sense tonight. And and it's a good opportunity to get a little plus me on a team, by the way, that, yeah, they're one and two away from Columbus, but like I said, five and one at home. So a good home team on top of all of that. So let's go over. You talked about that Carolina game. The Hurricanes are off to a start. Ten and one. They're five and zero oh at home, which is where they are tonight against a Philadelphia Flyers team that is not off to a bad start by any stretch of the imagination. Six three and two, but it's not ten and one. So obviously Carolina a significant favorite in that. Is there any reason to think that you'd want to go for the Flyers? Well, uh, nothing that would make me want to bet on the Flyers in this one. As I said, Carolina with a heavy favorite. I mentioned the idea of pairing them up with Edmonton on the money line to give yourself a two-leg parlay that gets into the plus odds. Um, However, in this game, because of that juice that we're talking about, because of how heavily favored Carolina is, and again, on a standalone on the money line, they're at a minus 185. There's two different bets that I like with this one. First of all, I think you could take Carolina in regulation if you really wanted to. I, I, I don't know that... Philadelphia is going to be hang, hang, able to hang close enough with them to force this to go into overtime. But that's the one I'm, I, I don't mind that one. But my favorite bet in this one is actually to take the over in the total goals, which right now is at five and a half. Now, I can tell you as of tape time here, Sean, there's a couple of the books that have gone ahead and bumped this up to six. Um, DraftKings still has it at five and a half, um, but I've seen BetMGM has already moved it up to six, and that's not really a big surprise because I think a lot of people are thinking what I'm thinking, and that is uh, to expect the uh, there to be goal scoring here. This is the front end of the back of a back to back for Carolina, um, and so you have some question marks as to who they might start. It could be Anderson, it could be Ranta. Uh, you don't know exactly who they might start between the pipes, but both of these teams. Um, have offenses that are more than more than able to put up a high number of goals. Um, and so because of that, you wait to see who's going to be in net. But I don't know that it matters who starts in net for the Canes. They are 5-0 and at home. Uh, as you pointed out, they're off to a tremendous start to this season. Um, this is one that I want to focus in on the total because, again, Carolina is such a heavy favorite on the money line. So if you can find this game um, at five and a half on the over under, like I said, at tape time, some of the books still have it at five and a half. Take it on the over. You're going to pay a little bit of juice to be able to do it, uh, but take it on the over because I'm expecting goal scoring here. And if it gets to six, um, you might be you might be staring a push right in the eye uh, in this one. It might be a four to two type of game. And so it might be something where it's just a push uh, and the bet winds up being voided. But if you can get the five and a half, I would take it. If you look at what both of these teams have averaged thus far, if they, if they hit their averages, that's 6.3 goals on the night. So that gives you an idea of where they're at. And as you pointed out, Nate, in the previous podcast, it's interesting to to keep in mind for, for people who are getting 
into this for the first time. In general, right, the the puck line starts, or the over-under line, I should say, starts at five and a half in general, and then they just adjust up and down from there. Yeah, they, they, they go and they, they wait to see where people are leaning. Sometimes, Sean, it'll change based on who gets named the starting goaltender because, you know, obviously if we're – sometimes if we're on the second night of a back-to-back, the starting goaltender is pretty obvious, right? Because, uh, you know, a team, maybe they went with their number one goaltender, now they switch to number two or vice versa um, when we're sitting here on on these back-to-backs, which are frequent in hockey, so you got to pay attention to them. Um, in fact, I, I've been talking about Edmonton. Edmonton is on the, uh, the second night of a back-to-back. Um, so that influence is it and so does what the public and the sharp money does as you just said so five and a half is that standard number within hockey um occasionally you will see a game open at six sean but that is normally if both teams are dealing with a backup goaltender type of issue um if they can see that going into the night you might see the book open it at six but you're exactly right five and a half is that number that they do tend uh to start with and these again these are two teams that i know can can put the puck in the back of the net um, and, and Carolina is certainly capable, I think, of putting a minimum of three goals on the board. Uh, so then it's just a matter of how Philly does. And I think Philly might be able to sneak a couple past Carolina because Carolina's strength here so far this season in their 10 and one start has been their offense. Now you get uh, our last one tonight is one of the ugly games. And I, this is a good opportunity <laughs> to talk about how to, it how to turn these into an advantage for you. You have the one and 11 Arizona Coyotes who are 07 and one on the road going on the road to Chicago, where the Blackhawks, of course, have been a mess, 3-9-2, and 3-4-1 and one at home. Uh, these are two bad teams playing badly. So what do you do when you run into matchups like this? How do you, you try to break things down in an opportunity to find a little value? Well, this is a good example, Sean, of where we look at what's referred to on some books. It's called the 60 minute line on other books. It's called the three way line. You'll see this uh, done a a, a number of different ways. But the idea here is you're basically saying, what is it going to look like when the clock hits zero at the end of the third period? Um, And so the reason some places call it the three way line is because obviously there are three ways that the regulation could end. You can have one team on the money line, another team on the money line, or you could predict that the game is going to finish in regulation with a tie with a draw. Um, and therefore go into overtime. So like like I said, different books refer to it different ways. So depending upon what your favorite uh, place to place your bets is, um, you'll see it referred to as different things. But in this case, Chicago on the money line for the game, Sean, is at a minus 235. That's how abysmal Arizona has been so far wow. this season. Uh, it took them until this past Saturday to finally get their first victory on the year over the Kraken. Um, but, you know, Chicago is such a heavy, heavy favorite. Well, Chicago has been a mess. You and I talked about them on the last podcast. They have struggled uh, on the ice. They have dealt with injuries and things like that. They've also dealt with the major distractions taking place off the ice. Um, But Chicago has started to kind of put things together here over the course of the last couple of games. Um, And so despite the fact that both of these teams have started off very poorly, Chicago is certainly starting to, uh, I don't want to say they've quite uh, proverbially turned the corner, but they're certainly getting closer to the corner than Arizona is. Um, And so this is one where I'm going to bring the juice down and I'm going to encourage you to do one of two things if you're going to play this game tonight. First one is you could go to that three-way line, that 60-minute line, and take Chicago on uh, to win it in regulation. And that's going to bring that juice 
from a minus 235 down to a minus 155 if I use DraftKings as an example. So still pretty heavily juiced up, but obviously not nearly as bad as being up in the 200s. Um, And then the other way that you could play this game if you wanted to, if you are like me, uh, I don't want to speak for Sean, but uh, Sean and I both, uh, you know, we 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 talk about our bets a lot when we're when we're out together having a beer or things like that. We, we also bet on multiple sports, as you know, Sean. Sometimes it's college football, sometimes it's college basketball, the NBA, etc. This Chicago Blackhawks line at a minus 235 is also the type of game that I will look at if I am going to do a cross-sport parlay, right? So okay. maybe, so for example, maybe tonight I feel really confident in college football that Boise State is going to be able to beat Wyoming. Um, Boise State is a 14-point favorite, to give you an example. So this might be one where I say, hey, I'm going to take Chicago on the money line, but I'm actually going to go pair it with another team that I think is a heavy favorite, uh, and I'm going to try to bring my the, the juice down. Now, it doesn't bring it down a ton because Boise State is a very heavy favorite, but I think you get the idea of where I'm going, right? Yeah, yeah, and and obviously on top of that, look, I, I'm a guy that uh, does a lot of it, quite frankly, more for fun, just to get a little bit of, of something on the games. I'm, I'm not trying to to basically you know build a vacation home in in the Seychelles or something with it. And uh, those kind of those kind of parlays do make it a lot of fun because now I'm paying attention to a couple different things. There's a little bit more that I can watch. And as a sports fan, obviously I like doing that. So that's a good one. And and, and you bring on the Blackhawks. They have won their last two, both in extra time they won an overtime game over nashville and then they wanted the shootout over pittsburgh but for a team that has only uh won three games it's probably notable that two of them come in the last two and for all those folks that are dfs players by the way you'll be paying for them but the stars on the blackhawks have been playing like stars patrick kane has 13 points in 13 games alex de already got seven goals and seth jones has 11 assists already on the defensive side so this might be a good opportunity to get some blackhawks players who definitely are, have, have names and certainly are worth a little bit but they're on a bad team there may be some value there because they're playing an awful arizona team that might be a good fit too i i think there are different ways to find matchups like this and then turn them into something that is worth your while and there's, that's a couple different ways to do it yeah absolutely and, and you know you talk about some dfs plays, sean you know you, obviously when you're doing dfs who you choose as your goaltender is a really big deal arizona doesn't score a lot of goals folks um, if you go back <laughs> If you go back to last Saturday's game, their first win of the season that they got against the Kraken, they scored five goals. But aside from that, Sean, they have only scored three or more once. Um, Arizona just has not been able to score. They just they're off to just such an awful start that, you know, if you decided that you wanted to spend your DFS money elsewhere, you could grab um, Chicago's goaltender and, and try to get yourself some points. So just some ways, you know, I, I think that, you know, today's edition of the podcast, you know, you and I talked about it before we started recording uh, a good opportunity to see how to be creative when we're betting on hockey, because one, it's a very limited slate. There's only five games on the schedule tonight. Um, but as we as we just talked about, there are some of those games where the favorite is so heavily skewed that if you want to have some action on the ice tonight, you have to find creative ways to do it. He is Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy, our hockey expert right here on Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotor. You can follow me if you'd like it. S D R O 
T A R. I'm I'm better for conversation. Follow Nate for the for the picks. That's gonna be your better bet. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to do this next week with a, a bunch of different games. We try to work our way through this uh, NHL season with a a season that are more ways now to watch the NHL than ever. So this is gonna be uh, an awful lot of fun. Thanks for the time, Nate. Absolutely, Sean. Always enjoy doing it. And folks, uh, find some ways to make this. Uh, interesting and we're just trying to make you have fun maybe you're somebody that hasn't been on hockey before so we're trying to open your eyes to some ways that you can put some money in your account yeah absolutely it's fun stuff that's what we do right here thanks for listening and you can always uh, subscribe wherever you end up getting your podcasts and uh, feel free to do so and if you happen to tell your friends uh, we're not going to complain about that either thanks a bunch we'll catch you next time for nate lundy i'm sean drotar this is sticks and stacks on the sawdust podcast network